thing. I appreciate that. That blessed my heart in many ways. I appreciate the truth of the song. That was a blessing, and I appreciate the young people singing, and a fine-looking group of young men, young ladies right there. I'm thankful for them. As I prepared the message uh, for this evening, I thought of the Irishman that read uh, the uh, circular that was posted, and it said, uh, it announced the uh, pastor that was preaching in a special service, and it announced that he would be preaching from uh, the epistle of Romans. He went home and told his wife, he said, I'm going to church to hear that. And she said, well, you usually don't go to church. Why are you, why are you going now? And he said this, he said, anybody that will take an epistle to the Romans, uh, he said, I wanted to hear it. And uh, tonight I want to take a pistol to the devil. I want to take, take the word of God and uh, shoot him in every way I can. Uh, but anyway, I want to preach a message tonight. What if we did follow the science? What if we did follow the science? What would happen if we did? Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd bless the preaching of your word tonight. We're taught, we're groomed not to think in our country. We're told that there are those that are able to think for us and tell us what to do. And sadly, Lord, those instruction often go against the instruction of the word of God. Lord, I fear that sometimes we let the world controlled by the great conspirator Satan to do our thinking for us. And I pray that you would help us to see from the scripture and in the message tonight how important it is to be a student of the word of God and to think as you would have us to think, to gird up the loins of our minds. Bless, I pray, in the preaching of your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at our text again, these two verses. Enter ye in at the straight gate. Now here he's talking about the straight gate and the narrow way. Then he changes and says, For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. We have here two ways or two highways. One is broad, the other is narrow. We have two destinations. One is death and destruction. The other is life. Not at all similar. Quite the contrast. Opposites. One leads to destruction and death. It's not difficult to choose where you want to be. One is death, the other is life. We have two types of ways. One way is broad. And the gate is wide and there are many travelers and it is well advertised as the best road to travel. They advertise this way on... CNN and NBC and ABC and Fox News and others. They always talk about this broad way, this way that what everybody's doing. The other way is narrow. It's not easy to find. In fact, the Bible says few there be that go in thereat. Not reported on or advertised in the major 
media outlets, it's typically advertised in the Christian home by a dad that loves the Lord and loves his children. It's advertised by a Sunday school teacher that teaches the Word of God. The narrow way is talked about and told about and recommended by the preacher that loves the people enough that he would tell them the truth of the Word of God. The instruction is very similar. He says, enter in at the straight gate. Enter in the narrow way, and the reason being, it leads to life. Don't get on a road just because the road's well paved. Don't get on a highway just because it is a nice highway to travel on. The instruction is to get on the way of life. And I pray that tonight I can give some examples and illustrations that would cause us to think and cause us to realize we need to be traveling on that narrow way. We are hearing the phrase often, we follow the science. <laughs> I think what they mean is they believe what the scientists say that they've chosen to believe. I don't believe they're following the science. I think they're listening to the scientist that they want to hear. And they're telling us to believe their scientists. But a quick study of the word science will tell you that science simply means knowledge. Further, science is the comprehension or the understanding of truth or facts. There is a science of reasoning. There is a science of philosophy, or we could say there is a law or laws that govern philosophy. There are the laws of or the science of mathematics. There's the science of agriculture. There's the science of music. There's the science of life. These are facts, these are laws, these are principles of these various aspects of life. These laws are undeniable. Though they're often challenged, these laws, especially the laws of the science of life, they're undeniable. Now what would happen in America if we really did follow the science of life? I mean that we really looked at the facts and the numbers and the truths and the reality of life. What happened? What would happen if we compiled those real facts and those were reported on for the world to hear? And that's what Jesus is talking about here in Matthew chapter 7. There are two ways. One's an easy route that leads to death. You can, if you will, ride a limousine to destruction. The other way is a bit more difficult, a bit more complicated, and uh, it may be a horse-drawn buckboard, but it leads to life. I don't know about you, I care more about where I'm going than what I'm riding in. I care more about where I'm going than uh, whether the highway is paved or not. We need to pay attention to what's going on around us and be careful that we're not influenced and controlled by the world. For example, what if we learned and presented the science of, the scientific facts of the effects of alcohol? What if we gave the same amount of time? What if uh, Kentucky's governor every day at 4 o'clock reported 
the number of people that have been killed by alcohol in the last few days. What if he gave all the facts? Who sold them the alcohol? He didn't mind to tell them where they got the virus and they did contact tracing to figure that out. I wonder what would happen if we studied and we presented the science of alcohol. How many accidents and death are caused by alcohol? How many? How many times do we read in a news article every week somewhere in this central Kentucky region somebody dying because of the effects of alcohol? How much money does it cost a city, a town, a hospital? Further, how much does it cost the taxes of people to pay for the alcohol? How many diseases are caused or worsened by alcohol? How many broken marriages are caused by alcohol? How many children are orphaned or left alone or live in fear? Because of alcohol. I think we could determine that the official drink of the Broadway is alcohol. That's their official drink. And yet it's promoted at ball games as if it's a good thing. Yet it's promoted on the sports telecast as if it's a good thing. It's promoted at political gatherings as if it's a good thing. Promoted at the Lincoln Day dinners as if it's the drink of success it's promoted in the basement of many Catholic churches as if it's a good and right thing to do but if we really followed the facts and studied the science all of us would tell our children of the dangers of alcohol we would all tell them don't, don't, don't ever drink that don't ever drink don't drink wine don't drink liquor don't, don't drink beer just go ahead and decide Listen, you can live your life and never drink alcohol, but if you start drinking it, there is a possibility that that will hurt your health or that will take your life. Now, here is a fact of life. Take your Bibles and go to Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 1. Proverbs 20 and verse number 1, there are many we can look at. I don't have time because I'm going to take an epistle to the Romans and uh, try to shoot them all if I can. Uh, Romans 20, or, I'm sorry, Proverbs, I'm in Romans. Uh, Proverbs 20 and verse number 1, wine is a mocker. You know what that means? Wine makes fun of you. Alcohol makes a fool of people. Strong drink is raging, and then look at this. Whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Don't tell me how smart a leader is that is a promoter of alcohol. I either believe you or believe God. I believe this old book right here. I wonder tonight, what if we learn the science of how much gambling really does affect the stability of the citizens of a city, of a town, or of a state? I wonder what the impact, what the negative effect is of gambling. I wonder, as smart as we are, surely we have the numbers and statistics to find and follow and figure out the negative impact that gambling has. How much increase of crime and law enforcement? When I preach in cities that have casinos, police presence is always there. 
the crime rate is always higher. The more gambling you have, the more crime you have. The more gambling you have, the more corruption you have. The more gambling you have, the more poverty you have. The more gambling you have, the more street people you have begging for money to eat on. Much of an increase of dishonesty and corruption comes from gambling. I wonder if we published how many crooked deals were made and dirty promises in exchange for a vote. I wonder if we published those facts and we knew the facts about how gambling gets passed and promoted in a city and in a state. I wonder if we published the tapes of the conversation of the political leaders sitting down with those that they campaigned against but working together to strike a deal to line their pockets to take from the innocent and ignorant people of a, of a state that would gamble their money. I wonder if they would let us play the tapes of their conversations in the back room. What if I called tonight the names of the lobbyists who paid for the politicians' free meals and rounds of golf and tickets to ball games and bottles of whiskey and bourbon and contributions to campaign funds? I wonder what would happen if we really did know. You see, science is just facts. We're led to believe science is something that these people have. They have this knowledge that nobody else has. And we're supposed to listen to them. The Bible says that when God gives me a statement, I can try him. I can put God on trial and see if it's right or not. If I can put my God on trial, I ought to be able to put others on trial and see if they're telling the truth. Science is just saying, I want to know the real truth about that. I think tonight, if we knew the truth about how gambling has been expanded in our state, we would declare it a scam and kick out everyone that took part in the dirty business if we did follow the science. I wonder if we learned the science and the facts about failed policies and programs for drug prevention that's been designed by our government. They started a so-called war. We've lost all of the wars on poverty, drugs, whatever war we declared, we lost them all. They have now spent, as of April this year, the government has spent taxpayer dollars, $1 trillion. That's a thousand billions on drug prevention. And yet last year was a record number of drug overdoses and drug deaths. In the last year, we've averaged 275 deaths every day in America from drug overdose. Not just the overdose, but 275 deaths. 100,000 now in the last 12 months. What if there was some way to look at the policies and programs and see exactly where the money goes from the time it is from the time it is awarded 
and follow where it goes and where it goes in the programs and where it goes in the counselors. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to cast doubt on every individual. Now, I know there's some folks in those programs they are working to help people. But here's what I'm saying. If we followed the science, here's what we would determine. We would determine that what this country needs is more Bible preaching. What this country needs is more Bible preachers and more godly fathers and more godly mothers. And what this country needs is a, a, a political leader and uh, everything about uh, uh, Dwight Eisenhower is not good, but I'll tell you what he was willing to do. He was willing to go on radio for all the nation to hear and say, uh, we need to get back to God and we need to get back to Sunday school and we need to get back to church. And during the days of his presidency, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the attendance, a percentage of Americans attending church was at the highest level and crime was at the lowest level. People had integrity in going to work and providing for their families. And we followed the science. We'd put half the politicians in prison in Congress. We'd probably hang the rest of them. Follow the science. Follow the science. Well, let's follow the facts. How can a, how can a government who promotes drug and alcohol prevent drug and alcohol overdose and death? How do they do that? I've, I've, had, I've had politicians in this state say, now you understand, if we expand gambling, we're going to give so much money for faith-based programs so you can help folks that are addicted to gambling. Would you be willing to help us with this? I said, I've been helping you before you offered me that bribe. You hear what I said? I said, the church has been helping before you offered that bribe. And no, I'm not for your expansion of gambling because it preys on the innocent and it hurts the innocent. I'm saying tonight, if there was a following of the science, there would be a rebellion. There would be a revolution in our country and we would be sick and tired of what's going on. And then standing there telling us, well, we need to just follow the science. Friend, you wouldn't recognize the science. You wouldn't recognize the facts if it hit you in, in the forehead. And I'd like to try and see if it would. I want to show you something. Take your Bibles and go to 2 Corinthians 5, 5.17. I told you I was going to take an epistle to the Romans tonight. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You understand that there is coming a day that our nation's economy is going to crumble. And those who claim to know what they're talking about tell us they're surprised it hasn't happened already. They're getting ready to yet flood even more borrowed and printed dollars. We ought to have more integrity than to borrow money from China like we do. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. That's the only thing that will change a man. 
You can put him in programs and you can conform him to behaviors and activities and words. But only Christ can change a man because men are not changed by environment. Men are changed when the Holy Ghost of God moves in at the day of salvation. And only Christ can make a man a new creation, a new creature in Christ. What if we followed the science of the failed programs and philosophies of public education. And we saw just how much these programs have failed that have cost our nation trillions of dollars building education on theories rather than facts. Building education on the theory of evolution, which is nothing but an outright denial of God being our creator and denying the God of heaven. A theory is a good name for nothing but a lie of Satan. Men did not come from evolution. Men came from God creating man in the likeness of his own image. And this crowd today that are boldly and blatantly attacking America's history, trying to deny what has happened in our country. And I don't deny that we've made mistakes, but dear friend, this crowd that's trying to correct the past would know right from wrong because they've turned their backs on God in rebellion today and they want to promote that which is a idol rather than having us to appreciate men of character and men who have accomplished something in their day and in their generation. Many educators believe today that we the parents have no right or say in what they'll teach our children in the classroom. Many of these places of education so-called are the cause of division of the family. God didn't give children to the government. God gave children to the dads and to the moms. It's not the government's responsibility to educate our children. It is our responsibility to educate them. They're the ones that have caused the division of the family and the divisions in the nation and all the while pointing their finger at those that say uh, where you're some kind of a, 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 of a, you have some kind of a phobia because you don't like this group or that group. They're the ones that's bringing division. Friend, the only thing that brings unity in a nation or in a people is truth. That's the only thing that can bring unity. They're the ones that are causing the hatred of law enforcement and a lack of respect for those that have served and those that are serving our country in the military. A place that once focused on teaching the three R's are now teaching uh, uh, things that are not natural, that are against nature, contrary to the Bible, and against the word of our Creator. You know it's a failed policy in the ways of man when it bankrupts our nation and bankrupts our society for generations to come. Friend, anything that God is in, God pays his way. You see, socialism puts a new suit on the man. Ah, but Christianity put a new man in the suit and he'll go to work and pay for his own suit. If we learned the science of the facts of the failed education system, everyone would pull their children out of the schools and either homeschool them or send them to a Christian school. It is a well-paved and a broad road of destruction. Oh, I say to you tonight, yes, 
Let's follow the science. Yes, let's look at the truth. Yes, let's see what the facts are. And let's follow the straight and narrow way. What would happen if we learned the real facts, the effects of Hollywood on our children, the years of promoting immorality, immodesty, drunkenness, violence, anger, crime, hatred, witchcraft, and murder. What effect has that had on the young minds of our generation? What effect has that had causing young people to give their bodies for the promotion of sin and iniquity like that in the days of Noah? Folks, I want to say tonight, yes, we need to follow the science. I'm not afraid of the science. I love the facts, and this book is the facts. God is the creator. This is the science of life. These are the facts of life. We tonight need not be shamed or embarrassed or pressured to say, you need to get in line because it's what everybody's doing. We need to follow what the Word of God has to say. Not be ashamed of the scripture and the truth of the word of God. By the way, we know what's going to happen. We know what happens in the end according to the Bible. These things are in place. They're happening today. The Bible tells us there'll be failed political systems, be failed nations. They're failing now. America is so foolish that right now, many right now sitting in Congress is turning from what made America great to what has brought destruction to other nations already. Socialism has not one success story. None. Socialism destroys a family. It destroys a business. You, you, you can't take from the workers and give to the lazy and expect a business to prosper. You can't do it. There's not a student in here tonight that would take their good grades and give them to a student that won't go to class and won't study and you give them one of your good grades and you take one of their bad grades, you'd rebel against that. But somehow we've been convinced of this idea that these folks that have worked hard and made money, we're supposed to take that from them and give it to people that won't work. We've lost our minds in this country. We've stopped following the science. We need to get back to the facts. We need to get back to history and find out what works. I'll tell you what works. A man getting up in the morning and going to work and providing for his family, that's what works. Honesty works. Decency works. That's what works in this country. Those are the facts. We live in a day where this crowd, I mean, they ought to be thrown out. We've got folks in, in Congress that are not even pro-America. We all know Mr. Biden is a puppet on a string. And whoever's pulling his strings not very smart. We're headed toward a one world government and it's as simple as this. The less God you have, the more government you have. You say, we need to get involved politically. No, we need to get involved spiritually because the more God we have, the less government we have. If we had enough preachers tonight that is half as mad as I am right now on purpose, that would stir their people to anger and say, I'm sick and tired of supporting politicians that say one thing and do another. I'm sick and tired of that. 
The less God we have, the more government we're going to have. The less God we have, the more crime we're going to have. The less God we have, the more corruption we're going to have. Sadly, many Christians give themselves to the work of government but won't knock on a single door to tell somebody about Jesus. We know we're going to face a one-world religion and a one-world leader. Eventually, there's going to be a leader that's going to rise and going to satisfy a lot of nations. And they're going to say, let's just choose one that can lead all of our nations because we've all gone bankrupt. Here's one that can offer peace. We know what's going to happen. The Bible tells us plainly what's going to happen. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to continue in truth. I don't have time to do it. But in 2 Timothy chapter 3, he said these things will happen in the last days. But Timothy, you continue in the same thing that you've been taught, that has been taught since the days of Christ when he was on this earth. You continue in that. And in chapter 4, he said, Timothy, you just keep preaching the word. There's coming a day that they'll heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, wanting somebody just to make them feel good about what they're doing rather than hearing the truth or the facts of the word of God. But he said, Timothy, you keep preaching the word of God. Take your Bibles and go to Romans 12. I'll close with this. Romans 12, I want you to see how we're supposed to be thinking, how our minds are supposed to be controlled, not by the world, but by the truth of the gospel. The Bible says in Romans 12, in verse number 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Now, how do we do that? Notice this. By the renewing of your mind. What does renewing mean? It means to constantly make new. You get a new car, it's clean. It's neat. After a few trips to McDonald's, you got to stop and get the French fries out from under the seats. You've got you to clean it out. What do you do? You're renewing it. Uh, you build a new house. Everything's clean and neat. After a few days, you've got to clean it up again. You say, before somebody enters the house, now take your shoes off. I just mop the floor. Uh, be careful. I just cleaned the house. Now, the, the, the more we renew, the more careful we are about our behavior. The Bible says that I'm to be, trans, be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do I do that? Every day, every day reading the word of God. Learning more about what God has to say. Then he says this. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The work of the Antichrist is to control the mind. Let's just face it. Our world got in line just like that. They got worked up at those that, uh, those that wouldn't get in line. That's just the way it is. Are you with me tonight? And I, I mean, they just told everybody, you get in this line right here and don't you get out of that line until I, I heard that old story years ago. They told all the men to get in one line, the henpecked men to get in the other line. One fella in the other line. One fella in the, hen, uh, one fella in the line that, that, that was a man and not henpecked. And they said, why in the world did you stand in this line? He said, that's where my wife told me to stand, so I came over here. Now, the devil wants to control. The work of the Antichrist is to control the mind. But the work of Christ is to transform us with truth. You see, truth is given that we might have life and have it more abundantly. 
If the world controls your thinking, you're a conformer. If truth controls your thinking, you're a transformer. Now, I won't affect anybody by being a conformer. But I can affect people if I'm a transformer, controlled by the truth. Now, here's why I preach this message. The next time you hear the phrase, follow the science, you say, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And here's the proof. These are the facts. This is true. And I'm going to do exactly what you said. I'm not going to follow your scientist, but I am going to follow the truth. Preacher, ain't you afraid of telling folks to be free thinkers and to control their own mind? Absolutely not. Because this truth right here is what we follow because we believe God. We believe He's our creator, but more than that, we believe He's the coming judge. I'm glad to be on the narrow road. There's not a lot of traffic on the narrow road. Rear your children to get on the narrow road. Teach them to say no to the crowd. Hey, girls, listen to me. Hey, boys, listen to me. Don't you get on the road because there's a crowd on that road. You find out where that road will take you before you get on that road. Stand with me, if you will. I just wanted you tonight to be challenged to think. Don't you let folks repeat the same thing over and over and over. Hitler deceived half the world. Here's what he said. If you tell a lie, often enough people will eventually believe it. So moms, dads, preachers, teachers, we've got to keep preaching the truth of the Word of God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight.